0: Va-era means, and I appeared. This portion begins with God telling Moshe, Moses, that He, Yehovah, appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as El Shaddai. I'd like to start today by talking about the driving forces of our life. What do we take aim at in life that controls our behavior? There can be many things in life that makes us decide what we will do. First, I say that these things make us do what we do because our actions are often based on predetermined values. It seems each experience and decision we have adds to what we think about life, what we value, how we will proceed, how we will react, how important something is to us, if we will pursue something or not do something, what we need, what we want, what we desire, or some other motivation. As you can see, this is probably way too big of a topic to explore all these types of motivational factors. Yeshua said that our primary motivation factor is to love God. Yeshua says in Matthew 2237 37-40 NKJV, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. We need to first establish what this means. Yeshua is of course quoting from the Old Testament portion, see Deuteronomy 6 5 and Leviticus nineteen eighteen. Therefore, we are to keep the laws and commandments of the Old Testament and prophets. He qualifies these two commandments as being only part of what God wants us to do. Yeshua is not only giving them an answer, but is telling us that is what we are to do. Some say that to love depends on what we think is loving but it is often difficult to get people to agree on a single issue of life. The Bible says that to love God is to keep His commandments. Deuteronomy 11 1 NKJV says, You shall love the Lord your God, and keep His charge, His statutes, His judgments, and His commandments always. God knows what is best because He is God and therefore His commandments are always the best way to love others. The Bible also says that keeping God's commandments is the best way to love others. Leviticus 19 18-19 NKJV says, You shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself, I am the Lord. You shall keep my statutes. So, keeping God's statutes is the best way to love others. This may come as a surprise to you if you have never read much of the Bible but it makes perfect sense. A perfect God gives us the best ways to proceed in life and love others. God's commandments are not difficult so do not get overly stressed about it. Mitzvah means commandment. Deuteronomy 30, 11 C.J.B. says, For this mitzvah which I am giving you today is not too hard for you, it is not beyond your reach. The word hard could be best translated as difficult according to Strong's Dictionary. God's commandments are not too difficult to keep as some say. Instead of following God's good commandments in the Old Testament portion of the Bible, some have made up a man-made belief system instead of having faith in what God says. I have heard there are some two million laws in the United States. So, what is the gripe about a few hundred commandments from our good God in the Old Testament portion and their proper applications and interpretations? By the way, We are not talking about traditions and commentaries being commandments of God. Let's talk about one of the issues regarding loving others. We are not to hold on to grudges, it says in Leviticus. Depending on what caused a breach in trust, this can be a little difficult at times. If someone has treated us wrongly, it does not mean we have to try to be their best friend, but that we should treat them in a kind, friendly, and considerate manner, and if possible, make some kind of friendly amends. Shawl no doubt refers to this application of Leviticus 19.18 in Ephesians 4.32 NKJV, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. This does not mean we become other people's doormats. In other words, we are not obligated to be taken advantage of by others. The Bible had Israel set up a system for crime and grievances to be heard, see Deuteronomy 17.8-11 your country probably has some system in place for dealing with these cases. In cases where believers should be able to work things out, Shawl says in the New Testament portion that they should go before respected spiritual leaders or accept loss, see 1 Corinthians 6 1-8. In conclusion Shawl says in 1 Corinthians 6 9-10 NKJV, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. We should do what is right in the first place. God will judge those who do what is wrong. In the portion for today, God is the rectifying the abuse of the Israelites. What can we do if we are in a bad situation where there is no viable resolution? The Israelites left by the power of God. We may need God's help in difficult situations and that is certainly the first thing I would do. We could try to work out the situation in a kind and honest way, we could see what other things the Bible says we should do, we could get someone to help us figure what God's wants us to do, or find some other way to come to a resolution. We should ask God for help first and be proactive in order to resolve the situation if possible. Envy can be a strong driving force in life for some. The Bible says we are not to envy or covet. Some want what others have. This could be things, attention, or even power. I once heard someone say that they were just as capable of being popular as this other person. I could see that as a driving force in their lives. Perhaps everything in their life then became a drive to measure up and have what others had. I could see this thought seemingly consuming how they lived their life at times. Some want to be able to do what others do perhaps without doing the work that resulted in their success. I've seen others being demeaning towards others because they envied their success. Some want accolades. Some will compete for perfection not just to be a good or helpful person, but so they can feel better than others. There are lots of possible not so good thinking patterns that can rule our lives. What is your driving force? What direction does our life need to go? I remember being at synagogue this one time and the rabbi encouraged us to be like Moshe, Moses. What a lofty goal! Moshe was a man who cared about others and defended the women at the well in Median. He was meek enough to know that he was just a man and not God. He knew he couldn't deliver Israel on his own, he needed the Almighty God. He was willing to trust God even though it meant great sacrifice. He not only trusted God would do what he said but acted on what God told him to do. Our own lives can take on great direction from Moshe's simple example and the sacrifices that he made. What does the Bible say about envy? God commands us not to covet what others have, so we should not let that be a driving force in our lives. Exodus 20:17 NKJV, You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. This command first mentions some specific important things, but then says, anything. As we saw in just a couple of examples from above, the results of coveting or envy can influence us very deeply and cause us to error in our life's direction. We can clearly see the good ways of God in this temporary world. Think about it. How twisted envy can influence life and cause us to sin and do wrong. Knowing that God's ways are good and true leads us to understand the goodness of God. Those that are meek enough to know that they are not God and decide to follow His commandments are following in the footsteps of Moshe. We desire a better and true life. Since we also trust in our Messiah Yeshua and the Holy Spirit, our lives can be amazing through God's power. Moshe trusted in God's power and so can we. Ephesians three twenty NKJV, Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, our understanding can encourage us to seek a better future kingdom, it will be a kingdom that we cannot even imagine. Psalms thirty one nineteen NKJV says, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you. We can change the way we think and do things so that we emerge from the darkness of this world and begin living in the light. First, let's identify some attitudes that can be destructive in our lives. Proverbs two thirteen 13-15 teaches us to do what is right and not live in darkness and evil. Instead, we should delight in not being perverse. Namely, we should delight in not having a mind that is in willful opposition to doing what is right. We should not be a devious people namely a people who go the wrong way in life and follow a crooked way. Proverbs 213 13-15 NKJV says, Those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil, and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked, and who are devious in their paths. Have you seen people who go the wrong way in life? It can be very sad. I know of some who took the wrong path in life and lived in willful opposition to what is right and died as a result. It is never God's will that anyone ends up that way. Yaakov says in James one21 21 21-22 NKJV, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Be a doer of God's commandments and live in the light. There are now available many manuscripts of the New Testament in Hebrew. The Gospels of the New Testament portion have been found in Hebrew and we have many New Testament portion letters in Hebrew as well. They are copies of the originals. We don't have any originals. Many of the Greek manuscripts are only a translation of the original Hebrew manuscripts that have been passed down to us. Also, It has been well documented that Yeshua and all the early believers spoke Hebrew. They may have been spoken other languages, but their primary language was Hebrew. The documents at the time Yeshua lived were written in Hebrew. Those who say that the primary language of Israel was not Hebrew are stuck in an old false theology that the language of Israel was Aramaic or Greek. They often don't want truth and they often lie to protect their false ideas. Israel not speaking Hebrew is perhaps akin to France not speaking French. Some will say, what is the difference, but it makes a big difference if people are following false doctrine because of what the Roman Empire did. Many of these false teachers of doctrine don't care about you, all they care about is their ego and they want to perpetuate their false doctrine from the Greek manuscripts. Our faith was changed to a lie by the Roman Empire, and they changed the Greek manuscripts to make Christianity into the religion of the Roman instead of the belief system of God and the Messiah Yeshua. This was passed down into Christianity and theologians then make up doctrine to support false doctrine. For example, the Roman Empire made Sunday a day of rest, not to Yeshua, but to the pagan sun god Mithras and the Roman Empire also subsequently made it illegal to keep God's feasts. The Roman Empire also killed the true Christians to subvert Christianity into their own system of false doctrine. They even called the original Church of the Messiah Jesus heretics and made up their own doctrine. Again, Christianity inherited the pagan religion of the Roman Empire. We have inherited lies, the false ceremonies, and false doctrine of the Roman Empire. Jeremiah 16:19 NKJV says, the Gentiles shall come to you from the ends of the earth and say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies. It is still true today. For example, the Bible says we are not to do what the pagans do, but also we are not to incorporate any of the rituals the pagans do. God hates these things and thinks these things are disgusting because of what they do in their pagan ritual. Deuteronomy twelve thirty one NKJV says, You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way for every abomination to the lord which he hates they have done to their gods for they burn even their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods i should point out that some in christianity say that the old testament has been done away that is the continuation of the false doctrine that has been passed down to us from the roman empire remember yeshua our messiah said in matthew 5:17 nkjv do not think that i came to destroy the law or the prophets then false teachers immediately negate what Yeshua said and say the Old Testament portion is done away with. Are they saying that the Jewish Messiah Yeshua denies His own scriptures? Gaffa said that these false teachers are, wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever, 2 Peter 2:17 NKJV. Don't be deceived by them or you may end up in the lake of fire, Revelation 21 8 with them. I say this because I care about you. These words are from the Bible, Revelation 21 8 NKJV says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. As we remain faithful, God sees our efforts and convictions. Stay true to the true God and not the pagan segments of Christianity. God helps us and rewards us in the present and then promises to reward us in the future kingdom. It is a very big win-win situation for us. We win in the present and for eternity. So, don't be a loser. God sees all and knows all we do. 2 Chronicles 16 9 NKJV says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to Him. 1 Corinthians 4 2,5 NKJV says, Moreover it is required in stewards that one be found faithful, therefore judge nothing before the time, until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. If you are not following God and keeping His commandments, you won't be getting God's praise. Yeshua speaks to us in Revelation 2 10-11 NKJV and tells us to be faithful, even to death, He says. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. The first death is not the worst thing to happen to us, but the second death in the lake of fire is the worst that can happen, see Revelation 21:8. Hold on to the truth and be faithful. Titus 1:9 NKJV says, Holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able, by sound doctrine, both to exhort and convict those who contradict. Stop contradicting God's word be a brave believer and stand up for God and don't follow those who contradict the Bible, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. 1 Corinthians 16 13-14 NKJV Torah Teaching Va-era means, and I appeared. This portion begins with God telling Moshe, Moses, that Yehovah, appeared to Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov as El Shaddai. Moshe writes that it was Yehovah speaking to our patriarchs in other places, but the patriarchs knew God as El Shaddai which means God Almighty. The ancient rabbis translated El Shaddai as God Almighty in the ancient translation of the Torah into Greek, the Septuagint. Remember, last portion God said His name is Yehovah forever, see Exodus 3 15 we now have 2,363 different manuscripts that point God's name as Jehovah. God's name is used over 6,000 times in the Old Testament portion. The Old Testament believers used God's name. Also, Yeshua said that He declared God's name. And I have declared unto them Thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith Thou hast loved Me may be in them, and I in them. John 17 26 NKJV It is wrong not to use God's real name at all as some do. Perhaps someday people will come to understand that the true God is Yehovah and begin using His name out of respect for Him. Hebrew letters are also numbers. The words Va er Ah, which means, and I appeared, and the name Yitzhak add up to 208. Yitzhak prefigured the Messiah by freely giving himself on Mount Moriah. Abraham did not have to use Him as a sacrifice because God provided a ram as a substitute sacrifice. Yeshua came, He appeared, as our substitute sacrifice for our sins to bring us closer to God, rescue us, redeem us, and take us to be God's people. God delivered Israel from the Egyptians so they could avoid sin and serve God. Yeshua also came to deliver us from sin so that those who believe in Him could serve God. The Bible commands us to have a ceremony for the Passover on God's Feast of Passover, see Exodus 12 24-25. This portion of the Torah tells us part of the story and includes God's special promise to Israel in Exodus 6 6 6-7. We also make some important interpretations for believers in the Messiah Yeshua. Exodus 6 6 6-7 NKJV says, I am the Lord, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. From this scripture we drink four cups during our Passover service commemorating our deliverance from pagan Egypt, and also for what God did for us through Yeshua Ha, Mashiach. First, God, brought us out from the pagan Egyptians so we could avoid sin through His commandments and also helps us to keep His commandments through the work of the Messiah and the giving of the Holy Spirit. Second, God, delivered us, from the slavery to the Egyptians, and from the slavery of sin so we could serve God through His commandments, and through the Messiah and the Holy Spirit. Third, God, brought us back, redeemed us, to Him both at Mount Sinai and through Yeshua. Fourth. God, took us, to be His people both at Mount Sinai and through Yeshua the Messiah. During these cups, we also commemorate what Yeshua did for us. Yeshua said that He gave us another Helper, the Holy Spirit, to help deliver us from sin. God gave us the Torah at Mount Sinai to help us and Yeshua gave us another Helper, the Holy Spirit, to help us. Yeshua said, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of Truth, John 1416 16-17 NKJV. The Holy Spirit acts as a witness to those who believe, but some reject that witness. Those that keep on sinning after they receive the Holy Spirit are living in unbelief and are not holy. Hebrews 12:14 NKJV says, Pursue peace with all people, and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Those who are not living a holy life are not holy. They can repent, make a sincere confession of their guilt to God, and stop sinning. Then God will forgive them. 1 John 1 9 NKJV says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I also see a correlation between the Pharaoh and the devil. Pharaoh made Israel into slaves. The devil wants mankind to be slaves to sin. Pharaoh forced Israel into labor. The devil wants mankind to work for him in sin. Pharaoh brought evil upon Israel. The devil brings evil on mankind. Pharaoh deprived Israel of good. The devil deprives mankind of good through sin. God wants to set us free from the slavery of sin. God wants to rescue us from the evil works of sin. God wants to bring us back to Him and His blessings. God wants to take us to be His good people whom He treasures. Remember, the Torah gives us wisdom and understanding. Deuteronomy 4 6 NKJV says, Therefore be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes, and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. God is a good God and the Old Testament commandments are a blessing from God. We need to repeat this scripture frequently so people will hear the truth about the Torah. The Torah was given by God to help us, and we should want to follow God's commandments in the Old Testament portion. It is not true the Torah is too hard to keep, that is a lie. Deuteronomy 30, 11 C.J.B. says, For this mitzvah which I am giving you today is not too hard for you. We have some 2 million laws in the United States, and no one complains about that, but people seem to have to complain about the few hundred or so commandments in the Torah. Yeshua gave us the Torah. He said in Matthew 11:30 NKJV, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The word yoke in Jewish understanding refers to the Torah and God's commandments. Yeshua is Jewish. Roshi, an important Jewish rabbi, said about Deuteronomy 13:13 13, 13, that the people who follow Belial are those that break the yoke of Torah. Some Jews think the yoke is to also keep the man-made commandments of Judaism. Yeshua said in Matthew 159 NKJV, "And in vain they worship me, teaching his doctrines the commandments of men. Yeshua was against the man-made commandments of his time. The context in Matthew is about Yeshua telling them they are wrong for negating God's commandments in the Torah. Yeshua teaches that we are to keep the Torah. Are you following Yeshua or made-up religion? The Messiah also came to help us and give us the Holy Spirit. The fourth cup is most often associated with the ritual remembrance ceremony of Yeshua, but all the cups apply well to both Israel and the Messianic believers. The Four Cups are a tradition of Judaism but applies well to the Messiah as well. Tradition is woven into our lives and makes life easier. It is not wrong when understood in this way. We are commanded to do a Passover service, we are to do what the Bible says and the others things we do are not commandments. Since we are to do a Passover service, we honor God by observing something that is well prepared. We have a free Passover service online on our website. We tell the story about God's deliverance at Passover. God delivered Israel and it is was God in the form of Yeshua that gave Himself and rose from the dead so that we could have eternal life through following God and keeping His commandments. Yeshua is truly God, and He even healed everyone and in some of the towns He was in. He created food from nothing for thousands a couple of times, John twenty one twenty five NKJV says, and there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. God made a covenant with Israel that He would give them the land of Canaan and now He is going to set them free from their oppressive bondage in Egypt so they can return to Canaan. God has heard the groaning of the people of Israel who the Egyptians are oppressing and using as slaves. Moshe told the people that God would deliver them from their oppression and that they would be His people. Pharaoh would not listen to Moshe and Pharaoh instead made them work harder. Moshe tells them again that God would deliver them, but this time the people wouldn't listen to him because they were discouraged. God told Moshe and Aharon to go tell Pharaoh to let Israel go in spite of what was going on. If you remember, the midwives decided to fear God instead of Pharaoh and not kill the baby boys. God gave them peace and blessing, Exodus one to 17-21. Moshe too decided to fear God and stand up to Pharaoh. Then some genealogy is given in the portion. God then tells Moshe that he will be like God to Pharaoh and Aharon will be like Moshe's prophet. God will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will not let the people go, but God will bring them out with great judgments. Moshe was 80 and Aharon were 83 at this time. When the leader of some of the churches in the Amazon jungle told me that he sees me as Moses, I wasn't exactly excited about that. After all, Moshe didn't start his ministry until he was 80. Then a prophetic lady said the same thing shortly after that. Two people who live some 6,000 miles apart said I was like Moses. So, I decided to use Moshe, which is the Hebrew name for Moses, as my pen name and I sometimes refer to myself as Moshe or Rabbi Moshe. Rabbi simply means teacher in our era. Yeshua had a problem with those who had pride. For example, anyone who has excessive pride about who they are is wrong, especially those who lift themselves up on the same level as God. Some names are obviously wrong like the use of Father which is also a name for God. Our congregation has also agreed to allow me to use my pen name. Moshe means drawn out and perhaps God has drawn me out to deliver His people. I am one of many who are standing for the truths of God and the Bible. Won't you also stand strong for our God and truth? When they first talk to Pharaoh, Aharon throws down his staff and it turns into a snake, but so does the staffs of Pharaoh's magicians. Aharon's staff eats the other snakes. Pharaoh wouldn't listen to Moshe and Aharon though. Next, Moshe turns the river and even water in buckets into blood and it stinks and the fish die. The magicians also did the same and Pharaoh wouldn't listen. Pharaoh would also not let Israel go after the frogs covered the land. This time Pharaoh asked them to ask Jehovah for the frogs to go, but when they were gone, he still wouldn't let Israel go. Then the Lord covered the land with lice and the magicians told Pharaoh it was the finger of God. Again, Pharaoh would not listen so God sent swarms of insects only on the Egyptians. Pharaoh then said they could go but when God took away the swarms, Pharaoh changed his mind again. Next God slew all the cattle of Egypt only, but Pharaoh would not let them go. Then Moshe and Aharon threw dust in the air before Pharaoh and sores appeared on men and animals, but Pharaoh still would not listen. Then God brought hail which destroyed their crops, but when Moshe stopped the hail, Pharaoh still would not let Israel go. There are three more plagues to occur in the next portion, locusts, darkness, and the death of the firstborn. We must always remember that we do not want evil to befall others, but they will bring that on themselves through their sin. People can be so brainwashed by sin that they call evil good. Isaiah 5 20 NKJV, Woe to those who call evil good, and good evil. They are messing with fire. We learn both in the Torah portion and the Hof Torah that it is God's intention to give the land of Canaan to Israel. In the Tanakh it says that it will eventually be given to Israel in perpetuity, forever. In the Haftorah for today, Ezekiel who lived around 600 BC tells us that Israel's presence in the land is a witness to the nations that he is God. All that God is doing to bring Israel out of Egypt was and is a witness to the world that God will accomplish His will. That Israel exists is a witness to us that God exists. God will accomplish His will. That's a good thing for those of us who believe in God. We can trust that God will do what He says He will do. The gift of the Holy Spirit is given to believers in the Messiah Yeshua and is a witness to those who listen to God and keep His commandments and who listen to the Holy Spirit. The Pharaoh should have believed after he saw the power of God but didn't. The Holy Spirit which is given to believers testifies to who God is. God expects those who receive the Holy Spirit to respond to Him in faith. It says in Hebrews 10:29 NKJV, of how much worse punishment, do you suppose, will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the spirit of grace? Let us not be like Pharaoh who wouldn't listen to God and didn't respect God. The Haftorah for va er ah is Ezekiel 28:25-29-2. Before this Torah portion, Ezekiel prophesies against the king of Tyre, a far southern Lebanon port city, for his pride in thinking he is like God. He compares him to the fallen cherub that we know as Satan. Then he prophesies against Sidon, a port city about 40 miles north of Tyre in Lebanon. God says there will come a time when the people around Israel will not bother them. Verse 25 begins with God saying Israel will be allowed to return home from around the nations including Babylon and live safely. God will execute judgment on the nations around them that hate them. This is proof that God is who He says He is. Then He gives a grievous prophecy against Egypt and says God will make the land desolate. God will bring back the Egyptians after 40 years, but Egypt will be a lowly nation. Then Ezekiel reports that Tyre has fallen to Babylon, and he says Egypt is next. God returned Israel to their land of promise as predicted by Ezekiel. We should take the land promises to Israel seriously. The Bible says that God has given them the land and it is a testimony to the nations that He is God. No matter what happens, Israel will eventually have the land in perpetuity, forever. Moshe came back to Egypt ready to go to work for God, but Pharaoh resisted him and the people became discouraged because Pharaoh persecuted them even more. God told Moshe to keep at it and Moshe persisted. It is unimaginable what the indignant Pharaoh did to his people because he resisted God. That is the ways of the world though, thoughtless, uncaring, and unbelieving. God is just the opposite. The Bible says that God is love. Commandments, Implied Commandments, Permissions, and Other Concepts we can also understand commandments are being implied from other scriptures in the Bible. There are other possible concepts than what is shared here. We can pray to God to help us, and He may deliver us. See Genesis 6-5 We can pray to God to deliver those who are under oppression, and He may deliver them, and we can even pray for sinners to repent as in the case of Pharaoh. Each person chooses their own destiny. See Exodus 8:31.